Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. My fantastic guest today is a good friend of mine who I've known through the National Speakers Association for some time, and I was a witness to her first successful juggling act. Yeah, that's right. This is Holly Dance, who comes from the world of real estate, but is now doing a lot of speaking and training and fun things that we get to talk about. Welcome to the show, Holly. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited about today. I am as well, and we've been anticipating this for a little while. Yeah. You and I have a similar approach in terms of living on purpose, which is the name of the show. Yes. And as as we anticipated this particular episode, high-rise words. Let's get into that. You've got some ideas for how we can upgrade our communications through intentional or purposeful, uh, purposefully choosing our words. Yes, yes. And that's really the biggest thing that I love to communicate to others is your communication is so powerful and you have so much ability to change your outcome just by changing the way you communicate to others as well as to yourself. And my company is called High Rise. And so we talked about, you know, let's make these high rise word choices to really elevate your life. So I put together eight of my most favorite communication tips, which include a lot of upgrades in your word choices. So we are just going to roll right through those. But first, can I start with a little story? Yes, please. Okay. So my husband and I were on a date and it was a fantastic date. We were sitting, it was in the summertime when you could actually sit outside and Mm. we were sitting on the patio of this yummy little burger place. And I was eating and it was the sun was going down. So it wasn't quite dark enough for, you know, all the cars to have their headlights on and lights to be on, but almost, almost. Mm -hmm. And so we're sitting on this patio and the restaurant next to us had this really pretty outdoor seating area with those cute little like string lights, but they weren't on. And I sat there and I looked at them and I thought, Oh, the only thing that would make this better is if those lights were on. And I thought, I know how to do this. Like I know that my thoughts you know, change my outcomes. And so I just sat there and I looked at those lights and I thought, if I think about those lights being on and if I focus on it, they'll probably come on because the law of attraction, I wanted them on. (laughs) So I sat there for a minute and I looked at them and I kind of thought about it and nothing happened. Uh Well, this sucks. And so guess what I did? I pulled out my phone and I Googled that restaurant and I called them and I said, Hey, could you guys turn on your patio lights? And they said, sure. And two seconds later, they flipped on. And I thought, thought, you know, so often in life, we just hope and want for things and say, "Ah, that would just be really awesome if this happened. But we don't realize that we have so much power to make those things happen that sometimes you just have to make a phone call and ask for what you want. And I think that goes along with communication that if you just say, you know what, what I really want is this, and I'm going to choose to go after it, 
it will really change what does come into your life. So that was a good example for me that, that as much as we just can sit and hope for something, that's great. And sometimes things work that way, but let's take some action. (laughs) So you're saying declaring and doing might be better than wishing and hoping. Yes. So very much. So I pulled together these eight tips. So we'll start with number one. And number one for our communication tip, which is probably obvious, but that's what you do is you illuminate the obvious, right? Right. Uh, Is to listen. Your number one communication tool is to listen. A phrase that I really love that goes along with listening is tell me more. Mm. If you ask someone, hey, how are you doing? And they say, I'm great. And you say, okay, good. And you move on. That's fine, but you really didn't get into them. You didn't really communicate with them. You don't really know what's going on. But if you Mm -hmm. say, hey, how are you doing? They say, great. And you say, tell me more. Most people don't dig a little deeper. So they're going to stop. And and spoiler alert, people love to talk about themselves. People love answering questions, really specific questions, not just tell me about your day. They're like, ah, there's so much. But I love the tip, tell me more. The more that you know about someone and what's going on in their life, you're going to be able to communicate with them better. First tip. Uh, Now, we maybe should put out the warning too. (laughs) Because this is going to freak people out just a little. Yeah? When you ask it, you mean? When we say, how are you? It's usually not a question. It's a greeting. That's very true. So when you follow it up with, Tell me more. You just sent a very different message. That's hey, true. I actually am listening and I do care how you're doing. Yeah. You just changed the energy of the entire conversation. And it's going to freak people out a little bit because they're used to just brushing it off. It's so true. And this and can often- also work. In, oh, sorry, there. What else were you going to say? Well, maybe I shouldn't even say it. <laughs> they often drop the F bomb right about then. <laughs> no, they they say, don't. Oh, I'm fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, I don't know what you were thinking. I, yeah, I was thinking that also. <laughs> I'm like, people don't say the F bomb. Because it doesn't it. even mean anything. It's so true. It's so fine. true. Fine. And that's why I called it the F bomb. It's just a, it's a meaningless response to a meaningless greeting. It really is. It really is. It's just a formality. So when you say, tell me more, you're going to get a lot more out of that conversation. You're going to be able to communicate with them better. And it also works in any situation. If someone's upset, like, ah, oh, I'm so upset about this situation. Yeah. Instead of you coming in and saying, okay, let me handle this problem. What's going on? And you're, you're like on the defense. You can just say, tell me more about that. And a lot of times people will talk themselves out of being really angry about something really vague. They will get specific and then they'll say, oh, well, I was really just upset that that person took my spot. Oh, okay. Like asking people to tell you more helps you communicate with them really well. So first tip, I think it's really powerful one. If you only do that tip, you're going to have deeper communication with everyone around you. Ah, so we could wrap it all up right here. We're done. There we go. Thanks, everyone. We could move to tip number two, because I know you're going to blow us up that, too. Yes, tip number two is often we speak in absolute, or or we're really vague. So we say, like, 2019, I'm going to be better. Or we say, I'm going to just, I'm going to change. 
or I'm going to, I'm going to just do my best. But vague that that doesn't really mean anything. If you say I'm going to change, who knows how, what does that mean? You're going to change your socks. Yeah. You're going to change your hair. You're going to change your house. Like what does that mean? And how are you going to do it? So getting a little bit more specific. So this is really great in talking about any goals, but, but really anything in your life. Like you hear a lot of that vagueness of like, we should get together sometime. Mm-hmm. That's so great, but that's nothing specific. So instead of speaking with these, these really vague kind of just acceptable terms, change yeah. it to, Hey, I would love to do lunch with you. Thursdays are great for me. Are they good for you? Something like that. It gets really specific mm-hmm. or, 2019 is the year that I eat healthy breakfast or 2000. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to do my best or I'm going to make an effort to wake up one hour earlier every day and read something like that. You just get really specific versus speaking in these really vague terms. I love that. It, it changes something in your mind, in your brain. Yeah. Because now you're starting to answer the questions that come up. Well, how am I going to do that? What will I need to, to arrange in my life in order to, and it's because of the specificity. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great one to make a list. If you say, you know, I want to be better, really take a minute. And it, it sometimes feels a little painful to go that extra layer, but like, really, what am I going to do and write it down and track it and, you know, use all these great, goal setting tools and principles to help you achieve what you really want, which is something more specific than something vague. So that's tip number two, get specific. Love it. How about number three? Number three is yet. The power of yet. This is one of my most favorite words. I have four little kids and I will give them something, broccoli for instance, and they'll say, Ooh, I don't like this. And I say, Oh, you just don't like it yet. Yeah. And it changes the dynamic in the room because they think, oh, it's okay that I don't like it, but maybe one day I will. The possibility is open that someday this could be different. Mm. So I like that yet. Yet is it's a growth mindset tool. I love growth mindset parenting. I love talking about yet. Oh, I can't get this math problem. You just haven't figured it out yet. Yet. Oh, okay. Right. Or what about those of us who are saying, I don't really like to exercise yet. Yet. Ah. yet wonderful. You can add it to any sentence and it makes it feel just great. In real estate, you know, oh, I, I just don't have enough money saved up. Okay. You don't have the money for a down payment yet, but let's talk about how you can get there. You know, it, it mm-hmm. helps people see that there's, there's um, progress. You know, they can really grow. grow yes. Love yet. And it opens up new options that weren't there before you said yet. Yes, it does. It's fantastic. That's an amazing word. I love it. Oh, powerful. Well, I think we have time for number four before we head into our break. So number four goes right along with growth mindset. If you haven't learned about growth mindset, just, you know, the amazing internet, Google it and learn some really great tools. I have all kinds of cheat sheet for growth mindset, parenting words and Mm. phrases, but Um, number four is really complimenting people on their effort. So you can, I do this a lot on social media. If I see one of my friends post a picture of her with her kids at the zoo, instead of saying, Oh, you guys are so cute. 
I will say something like, wow, I can tell that you're really doing that. You always do fun things with your kids mm-hmm. or, or I love that you, that you made an effort to drive to the zoo on a Monday or, you know, like complimenting what they're doing, not just who, like their looks or this is great with teens, you know, Hey, mm-hmm. your hair looks really pretty or wow, you have, I can tell that you worked really hard on curling that or complimenting uh, people's effort. It's a growth mindset tool and it's really complimenting what they're doing, not what they did. Does that make sense? Getting back to how they show up. Yeah. And instead of what they look like. Yes. Um, effort rather than appearance. Yeah. And like with my kids, if they do art, instead of saying, oh, that's so pretty, I'll say, oh, I can tell you worked so hard on that. Or I love that you picked all those different colors. Because no matter what the picture looks like, they they know what their effort is. You know, with my daughter, she Mm -hmm. loves coloring pictures. So I tell her, hey, you are so good at paying attention to details. Mm. And I hear that in their language to me. Oh, mom, look, I, I really paid attention to all these details and look at the colors I used instead of it's good or it's bad. We're creating a new culture, yeah. um, helping to steer our kids toward that growth mindset that you're yeah. talking about. Oh, I love it. Holly Dance here at Live On Purpose Radio today. We've, we're only halfway there, Holly. Halfway, we got four left. And we'll hit those four as we come back from this break. We'll be right back. Do you dream of making a bigger difference more of the time? Have you thought about life coaching as something that you would like to offer? If you are an influencer or a speaker or a leader or a coach, this webinar is for you. In this webinar, I'll share with you seven important clarities that are absolutely essential to setting up a successful life coaching practice. If you're ready to take some courageous steps to add life coaching to the services you offer your clients, register now at liveonpurpose.coach forward slash webinar. That's liveonpurpose.coach dot com forward slash webinar and we're back we've got holly dance today at live on purpose radio and we are elevating yes we're creating the high-rise words today holly you've given us four tips already can i just do a quick review and see if i caught them yes tip number one tell me more Using that phrase to open up the conversation. Tip number two, get specific. Yes. Uh, let's, let's dump the vagueness of I'm going to do better. Mm-hmm. And uh, identify some specific things. Number three, the power of yet. Yes. That opens up a growth mindset and some possibilities that didn't exist before. And then number four, compliment people on their effort. Yes. And that maybe getting away from some of the superficial or external appearances to what's driving it underneath. Yeah. yeah. Ah, this is rich. This is good stuff. It makes a difference. I love it. So lead us to tip number five. I can okay. hardly wait. Tip number five, 
I mean, I want to tell you that all of these are the most important, but I feel like number five is so important. It's thank you saying thank you. We think that we do, but a lot of times we say, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I'm late. I'm sorry that I didn't answer your call. I was at my kid's performance. Well, you're really not sorry that you're at your kid's performance. So instead of saying, I'm sorry all the time, you can say, thank you. Thank you so much for letting me call you back. I was at my kid's performance and it was awesome. Mm. And I have time now. Thank Thank you for, thank you for waiting for me. Yes. I was at a, I was in a traffic jam, not my fault. I don't need to apologize, but thank you. And people love to say you're welcome a lot more than, oh, it's okay. It's no problem. And they feel like you're always apologizing, but saying thank you. And we can all say thank you for so many things more often, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Say that so much. Holly, you just identified something that I think is so powerful in human relationships. When you change your word from I'm sorry to thank you, in the case of being late, for example, let's just take a look at that. Someone's been waiting for you. You show up and you say, I'm so sorry. How are they feeling at that point? See, that creates an awkward kind of Mm -hmm. uncomfortable tension as opposed to showing up and saying, thank you. You just rewarded them instead of punishing them. Yeah. Give them a little paycheck. (laughs) Yeah. Rather than punishing them again. First you make them wait, then you punish them with guilt. Yes. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. And it's funny. I love communication because it's not, you can't really describe the change, but it is a tangible thing when you're talking to someone. And just like you said, if you say, thank you so much for waiting for me, it feels so then then I'm so sorry. Please, please, please forgive me. Please, ah, da, da. you know, it's, it's really different. And they can't always tell you or tell other people why they like to interact with you, but it just feels better. Right. It's subtle and powerful. Yeah. Love it. Hey, when you said earlier that, you know, maybe this one should be number one, it made the list. It made the list. It it's great. Made the list. It's so, a great one. And we got a few more to cover still. What about number six? Okay, number six is taking ownership. So we do tend to speak in, um, what do we call them? Hold on. We call them in a domain. So Mm -hmm. we will say things like, ah, these kids are driving me nuts instead of my kids. Or I said this the other day, the floors are really dirty. And I said, oh, these floors need to be swept. And I thought, no, my floors, they are my floors. We say like this world is so screwed up instead of taking ownership and saying our world, my home, my children. Mm. Um, I say things too. What do I say? I say things like love you instead of Mm -hmm. I love you. Taking ownership and really adding that domain of, of uh, my, your, ours. Personalizing it. Instead of this, this world, these shoes, this hair. You know, uh, taking ownership of our things, it feels different. It feels different when you say, my kids are acting nuts today instead of these kids. You're just kind of putting it out there. You're not really owning what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I think this has very far-reaching applications. Yeah. 
it's so easy to externalize and say, oh, that or them or, you know, pushing it away from us a bit instead of owning it, bringing yeah. it in. This is my community where these things are happening um, yeah. instead of this troubled world. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. even, you know, politics, we don't have to go there. But so many people say yeah. uh, these politicians, those rules, instead of saying, there are, there are elected officials. So if you own them, it just feels different when you say our politicians mm -hmm. need to make better choices. It, it brings it in. It feels closer to home instead of distancing it. So just mm -hmm. changing that domain. I really like that. Wow. Powerful. All of these, Holly, I'm looking over the list so far. You've given us six. Um, to implement even one or two of these, would make a huge difference. Yeah. And maybe we can do even more than one <laughs> or two. Maybe. Um, we're just not there yet. Yes, just <laughs> not yet. And just work on one at a time and and you will get there. It makes a difference. And you know what, me too. Like yeah. as much as I, I teach this and talk about this, I still catch myself saying, oh, I... I just totally apologized for this instead of saying thank you. But that's part of the process of learning. You know, in the break, we talked a little bit about this, but to have that, that process of learning where the first step is that you don't even know you're doing anything that can be upgraded. You have that unconscious incompetence. So you don't know you're doing anything wrong. The second step in learning is that you consciously become aware of your incompetence. So when, <laughs> so when you, you start to find out, oh, I, I just... I kind of screwed up or I told my kid their picture looked pretty instead of saying great job staying in the lines. Like that's part of learning. Don't stop there. That's, that's the next step is that you start to become aware of where you can make upgrades in your life. Mm -hmm. The third step is you are making those upgrades, but you're very conscious about it. It takes effort to say these things. You have to, for me, I had to open the cupboard door and look at my little cheat sheet of growth mindset phrases that I can say to my kids and, uh -huh. It took some effort. And then the last step is that unconscious competence that it's just second nature. You you just say yet after most things. You yeah. are always saying thank you. You take ownership of things and you you are very specific. You know, you use these tools. So as you catch yourself saying, Oh, this isn't this isn't the way that Holly talked about it. I should just stop. Realize that you are on this you're on your way to that unconscious competence where it's just second nature. So you're doing great. If you notice ways that you're screwing up, congratulations, you got it. Nice, you've taken a step forward. Yes. Yes, it's, it's a lot like developing fluency in a language. Yeah. At first it's so hard and then it becomes more natural and before you know it, you're thinking in that new language. Yep. Um, it takes some work, so don't be surprised when it does. Yes. Well, Holly, even though you've given us plenty to think about already, <laughs> we've still got two more to cover. Let's give you some more. It's going to be Bring awesome. On number seven, will you? Okay, number seven, a phrase that we say a lot, or hopefully not too much, is we'll say things like, I disagree. I don't agree with you. But an upgrade to that is I see it differently. Everyone has their own perspective, and really that's all – disagreements are is that we see things from a different way and that's really non-confrontational and it's easy to communicate when you say oh well I actually see it differently let me explain my point of view mm -hmm. so the the communication tip is I see it differently that's not aggressive that's really easy to talk about and if someone says hey I see it differently 
this is my point of view. It's not threatening to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say, how dare you have a different perspective. But if someone tells me, I disagree with you and you're wrong, that that lights me up. and say, oh, it's really? Well, up. let me tell you why I'm right. Instead of saying, let me show you my perspective. You know, this is right. this is how it matters to me. So we can we can have a conversation there and we can communicate mm-hmm. more than just getting defensive and getting upset. So I see it differently is really powerful and really helpful in a lot of different situations. And Holly, you started this whole thing off with number one, <laughs> which is to listen. Yes. Listen more. Uh, you don't even know if you disagree. That's if so you true. Taking the time to listen and to truly understand where someone's coming from. It might be a useful perspective and yeah. it's okay for you to see it differently because you have a different angle. Yeah. Mm, we got one more. What is it? Okay. Our last one, which I think just ties us all up beautifully is I choose. I choose in our life. We have so many opportunities to choose the things that we want. I choose to see those lights on at that patio. You know, I, I knew that was something I wanted and I went from, Oh, I really want that. That'd be great to, I choose to take action and make a make difference. Make this happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my son, he's two years old. Um, he has autism. And he, when he was like two and a half, he still wasn't talking a whole lot. But we went to this carnival and he saw face painting. And he looked at the face painting. And he goes, cheek? And I was like, what? You're talking? Whatever you want. I let him get face painted. And it was just like some volunteer face painters. And they just drew like this horrible thing. So me, the way I am, I like, just soak up information as I hopped on YouTube for hours and hours and hours. I spent like $500 on all face paint stuff. I worked my little butt off and I can face paint like a rock star now. Like I learned <laughs> all these cool tips. I face paint, I face painted tigers and butterflies. And I started doing all my friends' birthday parties just for fun. Like, Hey, uh-huh. you're having a party. I'll come and face paint. And I loved it. So now I will go somewhere and face paint and I hear people say, oh, I could never do that. I want to do that someday. And I say, you just haven't chosen to develop that skill. I worked really hard and I got there. I chose, I chose to do this. So if you're looking at things in your life and saying, oh, I can't do that. Just think, have you chosen to make that effort? And it's okay for you to say, that's not a skill that I have chosen to develop. Not I can't, but I haven't chosen to put the hours into that. And same with choosing. I choose to make 2019 the year that X happens or whatever you want, but just realize that you will choose it or not choose it. Things don't just kind of fall in your lap. You have to make that choice. And same thing with communication. If you really seriously sat down and said, I choose to upgrade the communication in my life, then you'll listen to this podcast. Maybe you'll listen to it again. You'll make some changes. You'll listen to it another time and, start to really make a difference. If you choose to, you can choose to listen to to this and say, Oh, that's cool. But I don't really, I don't really have the effort. I want to, but I'm not going to do anything about it. So choosing, I choose, or I don't choose, but stop saying want for everything. Like I want those lights to be on, but. Or I wish, or if only, right. If only someday. But in the meantime, I'm just going to sit here and not make any choices and not make any changes and, just want. That's kind of a sad way to live your life because you have so much power to make a difference that you're just Mm. waiting. That brings us right back to where we started, Holly, with your story about the lights and 
and choosing, declaring and doing rather than wishing and hoping, which also honors those who do. Yeah. To say, I wish I could paint faces like you diminishes your effort in getting there. That's, that's very true. But as uh, acknowledging the choice also honors your choice and the efforts that it took you. Besides the face painting, Holly, which you uh, obviously would rent out to do professionally. Um, Should have painted my face for today. <laughs> I know you have a website, hollydance.com, spelled H-O-L-L-I-E. Uh-huh. D-A-N-C-E, just like the activity. Yeah. Hollydance.com. What can people find there? Um, there's a lot of information about what I do. I love, really, my whole purpose is I love to teach people to access the power of their communication to get what they want in business and life. So we do classes, we post them on there. Um, I do retreats, a lot of different types of um, retreats, specifically mm-hmm. for female. And um, I'm on Instagram at Holly Dan. No, wait, what am I? High Rise Holly on Instagram. Holly. Find me on Facebook and yeah, reach out. I love, I do classes. I speak a lot of different places, a lot of companies. I do communication training for them. And I just, I would love to connect. So reach out. Oh, wonderful. Holly, thank you so much for your contribution here today. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. And I really hope that people choose to look at some of these and take Mm. notes and and make some upgrades and, and forgive themselves and acknowledge when they screw up, that's totally fine. Part of the process. Well, here we have it. The eight powerful tips from Holly Dance. And now it's time for all of us to go live on purpose. Mm -hmm.